I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 284 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we begin our podcast media host discussion talking about evaluation criteria. But first, in the debut of this week's Ponderings, topics include a holiday hiatus debrief, Apple Podcasts and Spotify transcripts, a Zoom Essentials 32-bit gear refresh, and the end of Spotify exclusives. Plus, there's some TikTok talk. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we highlight a few discussions that were in our Discord. Lauren, we're so glad you're here to welcome everybody back to the show. This is Better Podcasting. We are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Yes, it's 2024 and we are back with an all new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Steven and I'm pleased to say SP is here as well. Oh, wow. You actually let me in. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> I missed you over here on the Better Podcasting main show. We've had a lot of talk on the live chat. We've had a lot of talk on Better Podcasting chats with SP, but now we're back on the main show. I'm so excited for this. It's been a long time coming and we are here with a bit of a change. So let's get right into that. Let's recap, though, first. In 2022, we came back after a hiatus and we decided that we were going to transition to seasons. This is something we did because we'd plan to alternate between this show, the Better Podcasting main show, as well as the live chat show. If you don't know what the Better Podcasting live chat is, that is our show that we started years ago. That is an unedited podcast chat. It's mostly unedited. Occasionally there's a little bit in there, but we usually talk random topics and we decided we were going to alternate back and forth between these. So we did that. Through 2022 into 2023 until really we got to season three of better podcasting live chats that was supposed to basically hold us over the summer 2023 before we came back in the fall with season four of the better podcasting main show but hey sometimes life happens and we'll skip all of that nonsense just to say that we kept going with the live chat through to the end of the year and then we took our previously discussed planned December break. This gave us time to assess better podcasting, right, SP? After thinking about our shows, what we like about podcasting, what we like about our show, and what we want to do with our show, which is help hobby podcasters, and even a, a little subtle testing on the back portion of Better Podcasting live chat in late 2023, we decided it's time to make some changes, at least for this season of Better Podcasting. Well, what did we decide? First, we decided that we really like engaging with our audience on various podcast-related topics. Some of our favorite parts of this show is when we get feedback from our listeners about topics that we discuss. We also decided we like having a bit of a more produced focal point to discuss. We also got feedback from multiple listeners who said they enjoyed some of the more loose feel of the Better Podcasting live chat, but... 
We also recognize there was a large history of people who enjoyed the pick apart a topic concept of the Better Podcasting main show. But we've never hid this before. The reality is that the Better Podcasting main show takes a lot of effort to produce. Now, Stephen takes care of the lion's share of the post-production for the actual show itself, but both of us are involved in the pre-show planning, the script writing, as well as the research that goes on before and after the show. And as we've mentioned before, this was one of the big reasons we started doing the seasons approach to give us a break from the Better Podcasting main show. The reality is, as hobby podcasters, we have weeks that come up that are more difficult than others to manage to put together a comprehensive document or a script for an episode. So guess what? It's time to make some changes. You're going to dump your Canadian co-host. Well, I mean, I tried to do that a long time ago, and you just keep on coming back (laughs) like a bad penny. (laughs) We're going to try to merge some of the key concepts of the shows that we've done while also considering that we want to still carve out some space for more produced, researched segments. So, Stephen, new format. Yeah, it's exciting. We're going to shake things up, change up the format a little bit, and you'll see a little bit of the best of both worlds because we're still going to have a main structure similar to what you've come to know for this show, the Better Podcasting main show. We're still going to have, overall, three primary segments for this show. But where we used to have the Better Podcasting download section being the second part of our show, this was the area that we talked all about some of the latest podcast news and whatnot. We're now actually going to be leading with that going forward on this show. So your podcast chatter is going to be more upfront and in a format that plans to be a little bit of a hybrid of both the Better Podcasting and the Better Podcasting live chat. We do plan to have a little bit of back and forth on these different topics in this opening segment. This is something that we're going to be a little more structured, a little more strict than we were on the Better Podcasting live chat, but a little more flowy than we were previously when talking about some of these topics in the Better Podcasting download. So does this mean that the Better Podcasting download segment is being retired? Yeah, it basically does. Because we are going to be renaming that a little bit because it's going to be a little bit different. The Better Podcasting download used to be one main piece of podcast discussion. But this is something that it will be a little bit of a podcast chat. But we don't want to reuse that word too much because we already have that all over our site. So I think instead, it'll be more like podcast ponderings, if you will, podnerings. That's what we're going to call it is the pondering segment. As long as we both can actually produce it without stumbling over our own tongues. Absolutely. And this means that our featured segment, the thing that we used to have at the front of the show, will actually come second and will be shorter in length than it used to be. And we got some fun, exciting things planned for this season, don't we, SP? Just like the previous seasons, we plan to make an overarching theme. The featured segment will be a smaller portion of the show, and it'll give us an opportunity to be hyper-focused on one specific topic as we see fit. Well, what's the season segment going to be? We'll talk more about that later when we get to the segment, a little tease there. And of course, we'll still continue to feature some better podcasting listener feedback in the better podback section. 
We love dedicating an area to the better podcasting listeners within the show, and that would be the Better Podback section. Plus, we love the name, Better Podback. Better Podback. That is that is our, one of our favorite segments, Better Podback. Podback. Longtime listeners of Better Podcasting will know that we are big advocates for getting your show launched so you can start to get the feel for it and figure out what works and what needs to be tweaked over time. Since this is a bit of a format shift for us, we expect we will have some similar learning. So don't be surprised if you see us slowly tweaking things and we get a better feel for the new format. And this also means we would love to have your feedback on our format change. What areas do you like? What areas do you miss? What areas do you think should be there that we're just not doing? So all of that feedback is important to us. What does this all mean about better podcasting live chat? Well, this means that going forward, we're going to be putting better podcasting live chat on a shelf, just in a box on an indefinite hiatus and focus on finding the right balance on this show right here. The main show, better podcasting will it return one day. Maybe, maybe not. We'll be making an announcement over there about that show on that feed, but it's safe to say that for now, it's going to start collecting dust. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Steven or I are going to be like doing any dust. I mean, do you have any end dust? I mean, I, I, I do, but I don't know if I want to use it on my podcast microphone. Anyway, we also want to note that while Better Podcasting Live chat was largely unedited, we plan to continue putting more editing and production into this main show, even in the segment called the podcast chat. I'm, I'm sorry, podcast ponderings section. What does that mean? Uh, will we abandon the seasons approach? Well, We'll be modifying it a bit. We plan to make the seasons more so around the themes that produce the segment that we're talking about, but we don't want to overcommit. We want to feel this out, this new approach, and we'll hopefully have a better plan on that in the future. All right, Stephen, perhaps I have an idea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I thought you were just going to roll into the idea, but that was a, a pregnant pause, wasn't it? It was. It was to get your feedback back on something that I said to get some back and forth going. Okay, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Go ahead. Uh, okay. But you know what, Stephen? Perhaps. Yes. Sorry, you were saying? Okay. In our <laughs> debut of the podcast chat section, we'll have a little bit of Christmas break chat. Yes, this is your debut of the better podnerings. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there eventually. But we're going to roll through some of our different podcast-related topics that we have on deck. We'll have a little bit of a back and forth. And let's be honest, this week's episode is probably going to go a little bit long because that's what we do on our debut. It's been a while since we've talked about the things that we've done on podcasting on this show. So let's talk a little bit about things that we did while we were off and maybe some other related topics. And I'm just going to go off and first say, I want to do that annually. I really enjoyed having December off. It was really relaxing to be able to go through the chaos of December and not have to think about how am I going to edit this show? <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't have to worry about editing any of my shows. We co- took a complete break uh, Thanksgiving week in the United States. I know it's different up in Canada. <laughs> is the last full week in, in uh, November of 2023 was the last week that I podcasted. In the previous week, I had recorded nine episodes in 10 days. It was pretty aggressive. And then Thanksgiving hit. And one of the many reasons that I wanted to take December's off is my first grandchild was born the <gasps> Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Her name is Peyton Elizabeth. Uh, she's healthy. She's cute. She's got a personality, only two months old. And I will in the future be making a priority of spending more time with her. But that was just the start of why I wanted to. I also wanted to focus on the holiday chaos without having to worry about the extra podcast stuff. And if you take a look, if you go back a few years, I was always delayed in my releases of my podcast that I did in November or December. I just got caught up with everything, couldn't keep up. So when it came to January, I was still having some pre-holiday episodes come out, maybe some holiday special episodes come out towards the end of January to the beginning of February. It just wasn't right. So it just makes more sense. Also, from a podcast industry standpoint, there are less listeners out there in December. People pick back up in January. So yes, your your fervent listeners will miss your show, but your audience as a whole, and this is industry-wide. I'm not saying anything about our shows here or your show, if you're listening to this and you're a podcaster, not saying anything about, oh, you suck at the end of the year or anything like that. that that's not the case at all. People just get busy and they listen yeah. to less podcasts. So why put yourself through uh, declining downloads and just finish strong before Thanksgiving in America and then come back in January? I think that was pretty big. Also, my son was with me. He does not live in the state anymore, but he was here. He was working remotely. He actually took a couple of business trips. We watched his dog. He was here that entire time. And I got to say, I got to spend a lot more time with him than I would have had I been podcasting. So I really enjoyed that time with him. I also had some things going on at work. We had a big open house. Uh, Our facility is not open for the public, but we were allowing friends and families to come in. So that was a big thing that I had to do at work. And there's more, but that's like the main, just the start of it. And we'll get to the rest of it. But Stephen, what do you got next? Yeah. What what else did you do? Well, it also gave me a bit of time to chip away at some of the projects that I I had to do that were, we'll call it podcast adjacent. Um, For one, I finally took some time to purge some stuff that I had around in this den uh, and pack up some stuff as well in the den, like some some audio gear and things that I know I'll want to dig out eventually, but it's it shouldn't just be sitting on a shelf. So I actually got it packed away a little bit and, and stored away, which is nice to get that cleaned up a little bit. And I also managed to chip away at a couple projects we talked about on the Better Podcasting live chat before that ended, including uh, I finally got OBS upgraded. I, I previously mentioned that I tried to upgrade OBS before, had all my templates break. I thought I'll try it again. And I did try it again and it worked. So whatever the new version had must have fixed whatever broke with my previous attempted upgrade. And then I also got my true NAS box, which is my new NAS storage idea. Um, well. It's been floating around for a while. I uh, finally got that launched, but I do still have a little bit of work to do with the th- whole three, two, one backup thing. But I'm glad I got that on there. It's nice to have that in my in my garage, which was 
which was good because it produces quite a bit of heat. So while it was cold, it was kind of nice, you know, heating the garage a little bit without a heater running. <laughs> How many drives do you have in it and what's the capacity? Uh, it is 32 terabytes and it is, uh, I don't remember how many it is. I, I can have two fail. So someone do the math on that. Um, but I can have two fail and it is 32 terabytes. Wow, that's pretty big there. Yeah. And then the other thing is, uh, I have to say, for Christmas, I got a couple of random uh, podcast related things, which was pretty awesome. Uh, I look forward to utilizing them. Number one is the Elgato. Uh, what the heck do you call it? The Stream Deck Pedal. The Elgato Stream Deck Pedal. Couldn't remember what it's called. Literally have it right here. And I haven't hooked it up yet, but that'll be great for our live stream. And then I got a couple of uh, smart lights that I hope this is the year that I make the physical backdrop happen in. So I got a couple smart lights that are intended for eventually getting the physical backdrop back. And those were really the big highlights that I wanted to talk about because we got some other things that I want to talk about. So I'll forfeit my other couple points. <laughs> okay. Well, I had an extensive job interview. We've talked about this before with hobby podcasters. It just was fortunate that it happened at a time that we were in hiatus that wasn't planned. It was the most extensive job interview I've ever done. I've talked to a lot of people about it and they're like, wow, you had to do what sort of thing. So unfortunately, I didn't get the position, but it wasn't because I failed in the interview process. It's because I was neck and neck with somebody else and then somebody else actually had more recent experience doing exactly that job. So they gave it to the other individual instead. And I would feel good that I was at least competitive because it's the first major interview I've had in, in quite some time. So that was cool. And I do plan on interviewing again in the future. I'll let everybody know how those turn out as I get informed of what has happened uh, post-interview. Uh, my daughter graduated from college, so we had the entire family over here. That was a week-long thing. She's a nurse, so there was a pinning ceremony. There was graduation. There was parties. So it was, it was pretty cool. And this is after the baby was born, so everybody got to see the baby and everything. It was a major event. And then after all that, I thought I was just going to relax. I was going to have time to sit back and join the holidays, uh, have a few adult beverages, and then fiddle around with my podcast. But you know what, Stephen? You know what happened? What happened? You thought of me and then you cried. I thought of you and I got COVID. That's what happened. Oh. It sucked. It impacted the holidays. I'm still recovering even today. I'm a little bit more fatigued than I should be. There's soreness every once in a while. I've had occasional chills. And for those wondering, I'm just going to be open about it. I did have all of the COVID boosters and the uh, flu boosters over the, uh, the course of the time. I still got COVID. I know many of you have the same uh, same sort of stories, but I want to tell you if I was podcasting, I would have had to not podcast it for uh, about three weeks after that whole thing. So it would have impacted podcasting. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do that Stephen was talking about, about cleaning up the studio. I had wanted to do that as well. I didn't get to that. I just recently was able to start that in the past week or so. But what I did do as we came back in 2023 from hiatus and my other show, the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, I decided to have a frank discussion with my co-host and I revamped the whole show. So I felt that I was spending too much time on the show. It was too much commitment for me for that particular show. The source material was a little bit more suspect than it used to be. It's about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you've watched like Avengers or Endgame or anything like that. After Endgame, there's a lot of debate on where that uh, the IP had been going, where that material had been going. 
Um, and in the podcasts alone, there's tons more competition today than when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiered, which is what the show was about. And there is a necessary intense social media presence and promotion required now. We'll talk about that later this year on Better Podcasting. And it was perceived by me, at least, that the show felt like a chore for everyone. So I came up with three options. Do I we want to quit? Do I want to quit the show? Do I want to have somebody else produce the show? Maybe with or without me on the show, like give it to somebody or just have somebody else produce it and me uh, co-host the show or revamp the show. Talk to the co-hosts about it. And uh, the decision, no, no one stepped up to be the, the producer, so wasn't going to be able to give it to anybody else. There was still interest in keeping the show. So it really came down to me. Do I want to quit or do I want to shorten the show and reformat the show? I decided on shortening it for now. And that's what we're doing. Uh, it was an hour long show. It's now a 15 to 20 minute show, or at least that's the concept so I'll keep everybody appraised of how that's going over the time. Uh, there's a new intro and outro for the show for the first time in at least five years, probably longer than that. Uh, it's more to the point. There's less of a, uh, a lead in. Uh, we just get to the point after the intro. Uh, I probably still want to add a produced video outro because there's a video component to the show and there, there probably needs to be more promotion, but I don't have time to do it. So it really depends on what the co-hosts do there or not. And uh, all this led to the fact that the holiday decorations didn't get taken down until well after the holidays. I felt like I felt like that guy that has the Christmas tree on top of their car in July. You know, <laughs> you've seen that, right? Uh, it wasn't that bad, but uh, I eventually got everything uh, ready to go. And my emphasis on this year outside of podcasting will definitely be me to declutter the house and potentially get ready to sell, you know, do some selling type of upkeep on it. So that was a long, long thing. Uh, it was a long time that we were off. So I wanted to do it kind of justice, but we do have some important podcasting topics to cover. Yeah. Uh, the first one was one that you actually brought up. And I thought that was, it was pretty interesting. The fact that there's transcripts now on Apple Podcasts and there's the Spotify read along. And I know you were experimenting with that just this past week, too. I was. I went on. I wondered. I heard about the transcripts on Apple Podcasts. It's not available to everyone. It's going to be on iOS 17.4. If you happen to have the beta it's available there on Apple Podcasts with iOS 17.4. And I was wondering what Spotify was doing. So I just took up a web page, logged into Spotify and went to one of my shows. And there on the right hand side was a read along. It was literally this little box that went through a transcript as it was going along uh, as the podcast was playing, much like you would see, uh, you know, follow the bouncing ball when you're hearing music lyrics, which is very Spotify-esque. So both services are now providing transcripts. As far as I can tell, Spotify is only web-based right now. It wasn't on my iOS device. I didn't ask anybody if it's on Android. If you have an Android and you use Spotify, let me know if you have that read-along on your Spotify app for podcasting. But I have no way to check it, and I didn't go out of my way to check it. So that, that that's it. This is proving that podcasting continues to evolve at a blistering pace. It's been rapid. Uh, there's an industry debate over whether this is Apple Podcasts supporting Podcasting 2.0 and the transcript tag. Is it? Isn't it? I, 
I don't think it is supporting podcasting 2.0. I think it's an accessibility issue. I think Apple was trying to be uh, transformative and, and try not to get sued by the people that are hearing impaired and, and want to consume the product. Um, they are generated transcripts from what I've seen, which means there will be mistakes in there. Now with Apple Podcasts, I, I don't know about Spotify, but with Apple Podcasts, you can download the transcript, you can make the corrections and you can re-upload it. And that would be your transcript file there. Or you can take whatever transcription you were doing before, if you're comfortable with it and load that up. And that would be your transcript. Um, I think it's a little bit too much work for hobbyists. I think most hobbyists don't want to put that much work because not only do you have to promote, like I was talking about before, but you have to actually produce the podcast, which means you have to come up with the content, you have to record, you have to publish it. And now you add on this whole transcription thing afterwards for hobbyists, it's too much. So uh, you need to take a look at the transcript. And if it is so bad that you can't stand it or it's misrepresenting what you're saying, you might want to spend some time on it. I'm not planning to because I don't think I, I haven't really taken a look at my own stuff, but I don't think it's that far off and it's that bad. And uh, as a final caution note on this, I want to point out that if you want to remain anonymous, and this continues to be a discussion in podcasting spaces, if you want to be anonymous or if you want to stay private from work and just not give your name, oh, watch out, watch out. The transcripts is just a part of the overall ability for a corporation to be able to search for you and your content on the web. Right now, it's transcripts. In a few years, there might be voice recognition thrown in there as well. I don't know what's happening in the future. So if you are planning on podcasting for a long time, you want to remain private from work or anonymous from work for whatever reason, either the content isn't work uh, safe or you want to bash work or whatever, watch out. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. People have gotten fired for saying stuff on podcasts before, but now there's this whole drive for transcription. There's this whole drive uh, for, um, like I said, maybe voice recognition with the AI in the future. Yeah, I would watch out because I don't think, and we've said this before on the show, I don't think you can remain anonymous with podcasting anymore. Yeah, um, especially with the video craze. Um, but I have to say that I am excited about this. I still have all the concerns I have about the idea that someone's trying to create w one project in one medium and it's being maybe consumed in another as well as people. It you know it increases people's ability to rip things off when there's transcripts and stuff. But I think that this putting this onto the distributors like Apple and Spotify. I think that's the right decision for accessibility because you've seen for a while things like on Android, they started creating years ago. Google started adding the live trans, the, the live transcripts, I think they called it, or the live something or another. And it was basically um, uh, Google Assistant driven. It, any th audio that was coming through the phone, it put up on the screen. And yeah, it was okay. Wasn't always the best, but it was there. For any sound, any music, any voice that was coming through the phone, it was there for accessibility. And I think when you start to do things like make Apple do it and make Spotify do it, you're going to eventually end up with more consistency. And what I mean by that is uh, this stuff will get better with time, especially with AI and everything like that. 
And so someone who does rely on accessibility, you're going to have a unified expectation because it's filtering through Apple as opposed to the current state where it's like, well, I really need transcripts. So let me go to see what this podcast has. And this podcast generated transcripts in this form. And then they doctored the transcripts because they wanted to shove in more marketing or they wanted to do this or that. And then they went to another podcast and it was a completely different experience. So I think for inclusivity and accessibility, I think this going through the the app that someone is using to consume their podcast makes sense. Somebody chooses a podcast app to listen to podcasts and they choose it for a certain experience and the experience is overall the same for navigating around different podcasts, listening to them because all the music or all the MP3 files are being put through the app. Now this is another layer with transcripts. And so hopefully eventually this gets to the point too that um, if you know someone is messing with their transcripts, um, this will just filter through it and continue to offer a, a uniform experience for people who depend on it. So I think it's good. And I also think that eventually, if it does improve, it really reduces any hobby podcasters need to spend time on transcripts. They might want to be accessible, but they just accept whatever Apple and Spotify are giving out if it's auto-generated because it's good enough. So I think it's a step in the right direction. I also think it's a step in the right direction if you didn't catch that from my earlier comments. So I'm liking this going forward. It also means I don't have to worry about it. I'll I'll just, like I said, I'll just ride with it. And unless it's incredibly bad, it'll be more than just me out there that I'll have issues with it. Uh, there will be issues with the transcript. It won't read well because it will accurately reflect how you're talking, what you're saying, when you're talking, which is not the same as creating like a blog post. So it is different transcript to a script. Like if a TV show has a script, oftentimes the actors don't say exactly what the script says and it's different. So if the transcript that you get on the TV closed captioning is based on the script and the actors say something different, the intent is there for the most part, but it is different what they say. Still, the hearing impaired or people that have difficulty in hearing, like I won't go see a live play. One of the reasons I can't see a live play is I don't understand what they're saying mm. on the stage. I literally cannot with my ears between the tinnitus and my inability to hear any way, you know, discern actually what people are saying. I will watch their lips intently. I become a little bit of a lip reader, Steven. <laughs> I'm not an expert whatsoever, but at least that's an extra cue to me of what they're saying. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> and I think that this transcription will be, like I said, step in the right direction. Like you, you said, step in the right direction. So yeah, we're for it. Watch out though. Watch out. Um, there's another topic that I'd like to talk about. So we're talking about Zoom essentials. This is something that both of us uh, completely zonked on, even though we yeah, had some this posts. Is, this in our is Discord. A, an essential plan on the Zoom video service. Is that what this is? No, these are the Zoom equipment, like the Zoom handy recorders that we have or used to have. Matter of fact, there's one right behind me here, the Zoom H8, the old style H8. Anyway, Zoom, the corporation that has the P8, the L8, the L12, the handy recorders like the H6, the H8, and a bunch of other things. Well, they've come out with an essentials line, and there's two benefits of this essential line. They've refreshed a lot of their handy recorders. They made them 32-bit. And if you don't know what 32-bit is, 
it means you basically can't lose the recording. You can't clip on the recording. It automatically adjusts or at least has the information in there so you can fix it in post, so to speak. So 32-bit recorders. And then also, I confirmed at least what they said on their website is that you can use them as audio interfaces and record at the same time. Now, that said, I have not confirmed that it will record the incoming stream on one of the channels. I did not confirm it. They might, they might not, but you can at least record your end, send that out, and then record what you have going on on your end. So if you have an H6, you can have up to six mics that you're recording. If you have an H8, eight mics that you're recording. I don't know why you'd want to do a podcast with eight people. Some people do. And then you can stream it and you can record on your computer or use StreamYard or I don't know, whatever you want to use Riverside or Zencaster or something like that, CleanFeed, uh, to record both sides on separate tracks. Or maybe there's an ability to record a separate track on the Zoom Essential Handy Recorders. If you happen to know the answer or can point to the website where that is something, please let us know on our Discord server. I would love to know that. And I wish, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I wish when I started and I had that Zoom 6 or that Zoom H6 originally, <laughs> I wish that it was both 32-bit and that it had the ability to act as an audio interface because then I wouldn't have had to buy the $500 Mackie 16 channel mixer. Audio interface, yeah. 32-bit, I still think for a hobby podcaster, not needed. Um, but for the average hobby podcaster, I will say this, they look modern. Finally, they look modern. The other ones were looking very dated. They did a couple of refreshes on some of their, their H1. I think it was the H1 and the H6. They did a, re uh, a refresh a few years back and looked very similar with a different color paint. Uh, these look a lot more modern. And I noticed on their list, they actually put us the feature, uh, quote, the essential series was designed with accessibility for blind and visually impaired. Navigate the menu with audible descriptions through the built-in speaker or headphones. Creators can choose English, Spanish, French, Japanese, German, Italian, or Chinese, end quote. So I love that. I think that is such a handy feature to have. And I think that's cool. I, I, I hadn't ever thought of that until I saw that blurb. It almost makes me want to try one, but I really don't have a need for it. Well, yeah. I mean... Maybe the 32-bit would be nice in a field recorder or like a travel recorder or something like that, but I have the P4 for now, and that that's fine for me for when I'm on the road. Eventually, I'll have to replace it, but that, that's fine for me for now. If you don't have one and you're in the market to buy one, these are great deals, in my opinion. I agree, 100%. Uh, hey, by the way, did you know that Spotify exclusives are apparently going the way of Never mind. I won't say that. The, the spocked dollar, <laughs> yeah, Canadian dollar. Yeah, the way of the Canadian spocked dollar. They're going away. <laughs> Thank you for the save. <laughs> you bet. There were a couple of articles come out this about this over the past couple of weeks. The first article came out that a big show called Call Her Daddy had gone non-exclusive. It was exclusive with Spotify for a while. And it was allowed to be released everywhere. I don't know if they signed a new deal with Spotify or not. I don't, maybe it's just, hey, we'll continue to host you sort of thing. There was no, at least that I had heard about or read about. Maybe there is. And if there is, please, again, Discord server, 
There was no money that exchanged hands here. It was originally, I believe, a three-year, $60 million deal, and it's no longer there. So that was the first one. That was the one that everybody was like, oh, okay, so this is an indicator. And then the big announcement came out, the, the big announcement, because Joe Rogan, who many had not called him a podcaster for three years because he had signed an exclusive deal with Spotify and could not distribute his show everywhere. I, I think he had some episodes that were still out there, but for the most part, they were exclusive to Spotify. Well, that deal expired. He signed a new deal reportedly worth, I believe, $250 million, and he is allowed to distribute his podcast anywhere he wants. So it is now available everywhere. I think this is a, a great thing for the free RSS version of podcasting, which is one of the reasons why I liked podcasting to begin with, especially as a hobby podcaster. Stephen, what did you think about it? Yeah, no, I, I think this is probably good for the way things have trended in the last couple of years. A lot of big money came into podcasting. And so it seemed like it was really plausible that people would be willing to just jump board and and do the whole video streaming service type thing where they have a bunch of different apps for a bunch of di different podcasts but then the big money start started leaving as fast as it was coming in and so i think that this makes sense that you're going to see some of this distribution go out further um just because it probably wasn't as easy for the people them to get people to switch over to using spotify who were really locked in to the platform that they liked and so i think that um this evens things out back to a little bit where they were, where you can expect to use whatever your chosen podcast app is for the majority of big shows out there. I do not subscribe to the idea that you have to have an RSS feed to have a podcast. I think that is a very old and antiquated and out of date idea. I think that podcasting is different now. And so the idea that he was not a podcast when he was exclusive the idea that if somebody is putting a podcast up on Patreon and you can only get it through Patreon, I think that's a legitimate podcast. And so um, I, I don't think that that was a valid point. However, I do think this is probably overall good for podcast consumption to, to have these big podcasts back out everywhere again. It's, it's kind of evens the trend a little bit, I think. I will say I called it because we discussed this three years ago and I said walled garden podcast approach is not going to work because you don't have any free content available for people to buy into the walled garden architecture. Over time, you're just going to lose people that are paying for the walled garden and you're not going to replace it with anything because there's nothing out there to say, hey, you come over here and you pay for your Patreon or your Spotify account or whatever. I called it. I said it was a stupid idea and I didn't think it was going to work. It didn't work. I don't have an exact audio clip, but I know I said it multiple times on this show. So there, I'll go back in the transcripts and I'll find it. How about that, Steve? Okay. If you didn't know this, we stream this live when we record, usually on Wednesdays at 4.15 p.m. Pacific, 7.15 p.m. Eastern. And in the chat, we have SP's Resurrected Beard. He is watching as we stream, asking if we know if the uh, shows that were created during the exclusive period are now general public. I haven't seen anything. Have you? I haven't either for any of the shows. I don't know if they are. I think they are. 
but I don't know for sure. So again, if somebody knows, please let us know in the Discord and we'll talk about it on the next show. I do believe there is power in RSS, as I said before, and I understand what you're saying, Stephen, and I agree with it, that if you don't have an RSS, you can still be called a podcast because that's what the general public is calling shows like that. But I think there's power in the RSS because there's nothing stopping you from grabbing that RSS in a podcast reader or a podcast app and getting that RSS, whether or not it's being distributed through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something like that. So there is power in having a free RSS. There's no gatekeeper, so to speak. You still have to find the RSS feed to grab, copy, and place in your podcast player. But... It is not dependent on having it in a distribution source. Now, that said, I think you're stupid if you don't try to have your podcast and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube Music and uh, Amazon. I think those are the big four out there right now. And if you're not in those, you're really limiting your distribution. However, you don't need, like if you get canceled, quote unquote, canceled, your voice can still be heard out there. Mm. And as I've always said, watch out. The moment that these directories, especially those four that I just mentioned, the moment that those directories start charging you as a podcaster, doesn't matter if you're a hobby podcaster, independent podcaster, professional podcaster, charging you to list your RSS feed, that's when the architecture starts to fail. Not yeah. necessarily because uh, you can't get the RSS feed because you can still get the RSS feed, but it's just not available where people are going to get it. So there's, you can't be searched where people are searching for podcasts in there. So I still say, watch out for that day because that's the day that podcasts in general start to get muzzled. And for hobbyists wanting to transition to independent or full-time podcasters, by the way, uh, the ad revenue may not be able to support you fully. Mm. Uh, I think that's a, a thing that's coming out. If, if you're looking for takeaways from the Spotify non-exclusivity thing, Spotify couldn't afford to keep these shows going because their ads were not supporting these shows. So we're not monetized on better podcasting. We don't talk about monetization, but I think that's a good takeaway from here is that if you think you're going to stay at home and work off of ads, there's some people that can do it. So congratulations. I, I really do applaud yeah. you. But for the most part, this is proving that it might not be viable for all shows. And my recommendation to you, if you want to go down that path, is diversify your earnings. And the last thing we want to talk about in the debut of our better podnerings, uh, <laughs> it's TikTok. Uh, why are we talking about TikTok? Well, there's a couple points that came up on TikTok that when I read them, I immediately went, this is so related to podcasting. We we got to make sure to uh, associate this with podcasting. And there's really two things that happened in the TikTok world over the last week. And TikTok is huge. Like it, it's a huge blow up of a social media app in the last few years. So I think it's important to see what trends are happening on something that that does carry such big weight right now. And you can kind of extrapolate that a little bit. And the first thing is a company called Universal Music Group. They are a music group that has the licenses to a whole bunch of different music. They pulled all of their music on TikTok because there was a failed renewal of the agreement. TikTok and Universal Music Group could not come to an agreement to renew the music licensing ag agreement. They, they have different interests. They both want to save a buck. That's, that's the, uh, the power of negotiation. 
And this was a retroactive thing. So why do I mention this? Because there is a lot of social media people out there on TikTok that have built their brand based off of this catalog that was available to use. People could go in and legally use music on TikTok. And people built this brand using certain music. And this removal of the Universal Music Group library is retroactive, meaning all of those past videos are no longer available to be be heard. They can be seen, but they say that they're muted because there's no uh, copyright license for them. And I wanted to mention this because think about you and your podcast. If you are wanting to play fast and loose with music, saying caution to the wind, what would happen to you if you were in this boat? There's many TikTokers now that no longer have all of those that archive available to be properly consumed. And you could face the same thing if all of a sudden music you used in illegitimately was told to be taken down. That would really suck. That would suck for all your hard work to suddenly be gone or unavailable. Oh, and also if you used it illegitimately, you might be facing legal action at the same time. These TikTokers are not, but imagine if you were experiencing this thing, same thing plus legal issues. That would be terrible. First thing I'll say here is if you've ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when that first aired, they had the rights to some kick-ass music. I never watched it, but everybody that did watch it, there's band performances at the end of most episodes in whatever club that they're in. And they had some iconic songs in there. Fast forward a few years and whoever held the rights did not allow them to continue. Or maybe the people that owned the rights to the show didn't pay for the music rights or whatever. So there's different music that's in there. It's a different feel for the show now than when it first aired. That's just a, an example of what has actually happened in the past. And I will tell you, as far as this music and music rights and everything, I am constantly, especially since I changed, remember, Stephen, I said I, I revamped Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ever since I changed that, I've been having to constantly dispute the copyright strikes. Mm. There's not strikes, but copyright uh, infringement, what, whatever you want to call claims. it, claims on YouTube, on our Gonna Geek YouTube channel. And uh, unfortunately, one of the songs that I've chosen to use is the, uh, I, I guess it's a service, I don't know, but whoever's making the claims is not going in to take the claim off when it's disputed. They're just letting it ride out. So that copyright claim is there for 30 days. Now, YouTube says if you've disputed it and the other person doesn't come back within 30 days, they automatically review, uh, remove it. But that takes 30 days. Yeah. It's annoying. It's it, We're not monetizing, so it doesn't matter there. But it's annoying because that copyright is there. And then I don't know if you can only have so many over so much time. It's one a week for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the Gonna Geek sh uh, YouTube channel. And it goes away in 30 days. We've done it before with other copyright strikes, Stephen, I know that, or copyright uh, claims. I know you're annoyed with it when you have to do it. I'm annoyed with yeah. it when I have to do it. I have a notepad with the document up to copy and paste the stuff right in so I don't have to retype it every time or find out what I'm supposed to say or whatever. So I've, I've got the system down. As soon as I upload it and it goes through the copyright thing, I, I throw it in there. But it's just annoying. I can't imagine those people that try to podcast and then uh, upload their podcast to YouTube and have copyrighted music in there <laughs> yeah, that they right. don't have the rights to do it. I mean, you can ingest your podcast RSS feed into YouTube now. That's something that 
we, we haven't touched on that specific topic yet, but you can do that. I can't imagine. There's so many podcasters out there like, oh, I have, I, I, I can claim fair use in court, not on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. you get demonetized and, and possibly so many copyright strikes and you get your, your channel removed. Um, it's real. You, you have to fight it. And there's people that have said, oh no, it's no big deal. I'm telling you, and I've told you this for years, uh, the listeners, Steven, I, I, you agree with me is that AI is making this more and more difficult. So if you think you can get away with it, you're not eventually they're going to catch up with you. They're going to go through your back catalog and they're going to remove it. So just keep that in mind. Music rights are real. And um, uh, this, I'll just say that uh, there are different movements out there to deal with it. I know podcasting 2.0 is one of the ways we're not really talking about that. There's this whole streaming for money or Bitcoin sort of issue out there, and that you can split the rights to whatever music holder is out there as long as they are in some database that agrees to it. So there is a way to do it. You can also podcast with music through Spotify, but only Spotify. So that's another way, but it's annoying having to deal with all this. I'm so glad you bring these up because there another way you were able to create content with music was to go on TikTok where they had an agreement and that worked until it didn't. And so that's what I'd like to see with these couple options that are out there now in five years time. Will they still have agreements? And if, if not, what will happen? Uh, the second thing I just want to quickly mention, long story short, TikTok has been cr encouraging creators to create widescreen video for some reason. And this is on a platform that is vertical. It's, it's like it was built on vertical. So I'm curious to see what that purpose is. Are they testing something? Are they maybe coming for YouTube? I'm curious, but I was just very interested that they started to encourage some creators last week. They said, we'll bump your video uh, or boost your video if you end up doing widescreen content. And so I want to follow that trend and see where that's going because a widescreen video on a vertical platform is a degraded experience. I have a theory. The theory is that they know that there are so many people out there that are trying to copy us and Joe mm -hmm. Rogan, yes. uh, us predominantly yes. and, and Joe Rogan by having shows that are streamed to like Twitch and YouTube that are horizontal video. It's not supported over on the TikTok. So they're like, oh, you know what? We can get some of that sweet, better podcasting money which there is none, but you can get some of that sweet, better <laughs> podcasting money by supporting the horizontal video because we know they don't record in vertical. So we can make it easier for them to that. So that's my theory is that they're thinking that there's a possibility of getting more creators to transport their content over to TikTok that create it in horizontal. That's again, my theory, but I don't know. Could very well be. So we'd love to know what's your thoughts on all of these topics. Yes. We'll admit this, this, debut edition of better ponderings went longer than it usually will however it's our first episode back and we're gonna do what we want let us know email podcast at betterpodcasting.com find us on our socials over at betterpodcasting.com slash contact and you can come to our discord at betterpodcasting.com slash discord and hey why don't you look forward to next week when we might talk a little bit about the dlz creator and excess and maybe i'll tell you why i might be looking for a different computer while keeping mine. All right.
right, so this is our new segment section, which is nameless at this point, and that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, but here's what we've got going on at this point. This is going to be a fun season because, as we mentioned, we will be theming this segment over the course of the season, however long that may go. And what we're going to be doing is a weekly segment about media hosts. And this is admittedly because we are actively shopping around to get to, to move on from Libsyn and move our show for this show to another platform. And we thought this was a good exercise for us to do and talk about on better podcasting. There's been a lot of change in the media host space as well since we last talked in depth about media hosts. And there's been a lot of shift in people's needs and reliability and whatnot in the podcast space. So we want to take this opportunity to go through a bunch of different media hosts, look at them, do a little bit of surface reviews on them, and hopefully by the end of it, we will actually pick one that we enjoy and are going to move through or move over to, I should say. So each week we will talk about a media host. Occasionally you might get a week in there of other podcast media host related content. But overall, each week, we do plan to talk about a specific media host. Now, we've already created a bit of a short list, right, SP? Yeah, we have a short list of media hosts that we want to explore, and we will promote the next one that we're going to look into each week. We're planning on taking this in a fluid dynamic basis, depending on the feedback that we received. So we'd love to know who you think we should consider as a media host, taking into account our criteria. Uh, and because of that, your list might bump our list. Our list might bump your list. We'll see. And that's why we want to keep it dynamic. And we're going to keep it close hold what we're actually going to do for the long term. We've got an idea of, I forget what it is, something like uh, 13, 14, 15 media hosts that we want to look into. But we don't even know if we'll get that far. So how is this going to work overall? We created a list of criteria considerations that we want to look at for evaluating each media host. This is something we put together based on our experience. And although we are going to be looking at it each week, it's not just simply going to be a checklist that we go through. Instead, we're going to be using it as a guideline for us as we go through. And from there, we'll be talking about highlights and perhaps some lows that we feel are relevant to the discussion. And this is important here. We're not going to overcommit, but we do hope at the end of it, or heck, maybe partway through it, we will create something on our website that you can follow along with our assessment of some of these key evaluation criteria that we're going to be looking at. Now, today we wanted to kick off the conversation by talking about some of these key points that we're going to be paying attention to. And as we go through this, we're going to talk about some of the ways that we're going to assess this criteria. And in typical fashion, we're going to focus on the hobby podcaster. So there's some things we're going to take note of as we go through and look at these different media hosts, but they might not actually be relevant to the hobby podcaster. So as we go through this list, we're going to tell you a little bit about some things that we might not actually consider relevant to a hobby podcaster. And we'll tell you what those are. And also the other thing I want to mention is we are going to go through this, this episode fairly quickly for some of the different points because they're going to be self-explanatory why we're putting that in there. 
but some of them will have a little bit of a conversation about that. And then next week, we'll actually kick off the whole media host consideration discussion and let us know what you think about some of this criteria as we go through it. You can let us know in our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord or send us an email or reach us elsewhere because maybe there's something that we should be looking at that we didn't consider. So let's get going with this chat. And the first thing I'm going to mention, of course, we're going to look for the redirectability. We've said this before. We've said it a thousand times. We think if you're going to pick a media host, you need to plan how you might get off of that media host one day. You don't want to be locked in. So, of course, we'll be looking. Does it have the ability, yes or no, to redirect should you want to move on from that host down the road? We'll also be looking into import features for when you do change media hosts. This is going to be a graded scale, one to five five being the highest. And I think this will be important for us because especially as we move better podcasting over, we want to make sure that there's the capability to move over to a new host so that it'll be graded. It'll be subjective. We might have to go back and redo a few after we've learned a few things along the way, but that's the number two criteria. By the way, these criteria are not in order. There's over 20 of them. So stay with us as we go through them. Of course, we're also going to look for affordability in a graded fashion. Uh, one being least affordable, five being most affordable. And we're also going to be looking for one of our favorite things, which is statistics. Do we think statistics are acceptable? Now, we want to mention we specifically are, are looking at this as are they acceptable for a hobby podcaster? This is a very subjective thing. And yes, there's all sorts of different levels of statistics, but not all hobby podcasters need all the details. So we will provide some con some uh, context as we look at these statistics. But overall, we'll be looking whether we think it's a pass or a fail for acceptable statistics. And maybe I'll be able to say that. Yeah, and you're you're talking about something that is like Buzzsprout publishes their statistics and their median is 31 downloads in seven days. And Lipson over the years has been somewhere between 100, 150, 175, depending on which version of statistics you're looking at and where you are in the whole thing. So that's the level of the average show out there. It's median, not average, but that's that's the average show, basically. And so that is what we're basing acceptable statistics, not we're going to monetize the world here, but can you tell trending over time? Again, very subjective. We'll know it when we see it sort of thing, but we're looking forward to your comments on that. Now, the next criteria point that we want to throw up there is data limitations, upload data limitations, download data limitations. I'll put this out there. It depends. It depends on what you're wanting to do. It depends on how often you're publishing. It depends on how big a file you're publishing. So it depends. But yes, this is a criteria that we'll be looking at from media host to media host. And we'll just be sort of commenting on that as we go through. Now, one of the most recent trending features is people looking for multiple RSS feeds for a paid account. They want to be able to just have one service they pay for and make the shows they want to show. This is just be a yes or a no. And is this something that will sway people one way or another? It might. We still think it's of note because it comes up in question a lot. If we were to each right now say, what are your must have? For us, this would not be something that we required. That's just not what we're looking for ourselves, but it comes up enough that we think in the context of this conversation on Better Podcasting, we got to make sure we're talking about it. Yeah, and I'm leaning towards more of a, at a personal level, I want something with multiple RSS feeds, but for better podcasting, not necessarily. And as for Spotify for podcasts, I'll tell you right now, 
no, you can't have multiple RSS feeds the way it's configured, but it's free. So you just create a new email account and you can get a new one out there. Uh, so that's how we'll be treating that. Uh, also, we'll be looking into whether the media host provides a website for you or not. This is yes or no. And yes, it's a criteria we'll be looking at. Now, this is one that's subjective and we're going to pay attention to this out of curiosity, but we think that it's not really something that probably will sway things either way. So it's of note and it's just might be a discussion depending on what we find. And it's where the company is located regionally. And this we want to take note because some people it might matter just for for specific uh, reasons like supporting a certain country or maybe for legal reasons. They want to make sure they're supporting something that or having their media on something that was in with their in their region. So it's something we'll pay attention to. Yeah, there are people out there that are anti-American. There are people that they're out there that want to support local businesses, whether they're European or Australian. There's Canadians out there going, hey, I want a media host out there. So yeah, it's something that we'll be taking of note. Also, customer support. This is going to be difficult for us to mention, but we can take comments along the way, at least into account. Is it timely? Is it accurate? That sort of thing. So it's something that we'll be taking into consideration. And if there's a bunch of people out there that says, no, this is the worst customer support out there ever, then that's something to say, maybe you should steer clear. All right. This next one is one that we will likely make sure to mention all the time, even though it goes against everything we talk about on Better Podcasting, and it's whether or not there's monetization options available. And we say that because a lot of times hobby podcasters say, I don't want to make money, but maybe one day. So it's probably of note. We will, we might not always mention it, but we will probably make an active effort to mention whether there is anything available. And if so, what sort of monetization options are out there. We're not going to spend much more time than on, on the surface look. Another criteria that we'll be looking at is, is this an all-in-one solution? There are new podcasters out there that I heard, and, and a ton of people wanting to start a podcast in January of 2024, by the way. Uh, there are people out there that just want one app that they do everything in. Is it the best thing out there? I don't think so personally. And we can go into this later, but this is like recording, editing, publishing, maybe promotion through social media. They want an all-in-one solution. So does this media host provider provide an all-in-one solution or not? That'll be yes, no, maybe a partial and something that we'll be looking at as we go forward. I don't think Steven and myself are really too much big into the one all-in-one solution, but we'll at least be taking note of it because we know a lot of people take it into consideration. I'll leave this next one for you. <laughs> Can you associate with the personnel that work or own that particular media host company? This is yes or no. And can it uh, be effective for you? Can it not? I'll tell you it depends. And I'll tell you for me, it does. That is why it's part of our criteria. It's mainly in there for me. Can I associate with the personnel that are associated with the media host provider? And just to expand on what we mean by associate, we mean, are you comfortable being associated with those people, in, even in an indirect way? Because, you know, there might be some form of controversy that we look up um, in the history of a media host. And, and for us, we go, that's not for us. And so anyways, that's what we're getting at with that. 
Yeah, and this is not a new concept. I mean, no. brands that are advertising in podcasting, if you're one of the professional podcasters that listen to us, there's this whole thing out there about being brand safe and people wondering if you as a podcaster, they want to be associated with. So this is the same sort of thing. This is as a podcaster, do you want to be associated with the business that's servicing you? So there, there's that. Stephen, what's next? Company health. Of course, we're going to try to look at company health. Now, this is something that will probably only come up if we come across something that is of concern because we're, we don't have the research team to dig in, to pull all the financial reports like you can do if you're really interested in finding out a company's health. We just don't have that ability. So anything that we think there could be a concern about the future of the company that's something that we'll mention if we come across it. And that might be a, an instant fail, depending on how extreme it could be. So we will make sure to pay attention to that. The next criteria we're going to talk about is, is it a usable graphical user interface? I'll tell you, this is more of a criteria that Steven would be more able to evaluate than myself. Because me, can I post it? Does it have the things on there that I need to post? Can I use it? Can I press publish and get it out? Uh, so that's my criteria. It's more of pass fail, but you're more of a designer. You're more of an artiste when it comes down to it. You're more of a creator. You're more of a visual guy. So I think this is more of your criteria to evaluate, but I do think it's important. Now, now the other one that we want to mention on the same note is whether or not there's a reasonable mobile interface for us, for our personal consideration. This is a non-issue for us because we're old guys. We like the keyboard or mouse, but it is very important to certain hobby podcasters. So this is increasingly becoming something people are asking about. So we're going to take a look. We're not going to do a ton in it, but we will have a look when we are able to see whether or not it looks like the mobile interface is reasonable. And if we feel that it's not, we'll make sure to mention it. The next criteria is... Does the media host provider allow your RSS submission directly to destinations? Now, we don't recommend this for a lot of reasons, but there are people out there that don't really know that much about podcasting. So when they get into a podcast media host, if they're fortunate enough to know what one is in the first place, they put their episode in there and they just want it to be out there. So they don't know they need to submit it to Apple Podcasts, to Amazon Music, to Spotify, that sort of stuff. So this is kind of a yes or no. Do they allow it or not? But let me note, this is a dangerous situation. I am always going to scream that from the rooftop. We will fight this problem when we migrate from Libsyn because we submitted two destinations through Libsyn. It is a double-edged sword, 100%. So people want it. I like to note it can be a problem. I was thinking about this after we went through the list, by the way, Stephen, and thinking you can actually fool the system. So you could get on one media host provider that has a special deal to get on a destination and you submit it to the destination. And I wonder if you put in a 301 redirect to another podcast media host, if that special destination stays with you, that is not submitted uh, capable to be submitted through your next media host provider. So that'd be an interesting thing if we ever come across it to test. That would be interesting. Uh, also, of course, we'll take note of billing and payment options. Um, if we th see anything weird or notable, we'll mention that. Otherwise, it'll be kind of a non-issue, but we'll keep an eye out for that. And SP's favorite one? Podcasting 2.0 support. It's not really a favorite one of mine, but I know there's a growing number of podcasters out there 
that want podcasting 2.0 support. Why is this? Because they're sick and tired of their RSS feed not having certain features to it. Chapters is one. Chapters is not standardized. It's available through different means. But if you could standardize it through podcasting 2.0, I think a lot of people would like that. Uh, Does this matter for us? No, it does not. But I know it matters to a lot of people. Yeah, well, I think certain people in a certain group of people but we'll leave it at that the monetization part yes but there there's other tags in there that i think a lot of people really care about that's a podcasting 2.0 discussion for the better podcasting channel over on discord uh also social media if we see anything in there about posting from from there to social media we'll mention it but this is becoming an increasingly vague thing with a bunch of apis being closed down in the world of social media. And also this one though, file integrity, that's going to be huge for us. We are going to think, look at whether the way that the file you upload is handled is acceptable or unacceptable. And what we mean by that is if you're uploading a file, does it change? And if so, is it okay what it changed or is it degrading your podcast? There's a bunch of different ways that file could be changed. And we will be looking at that. And one note that I think an example of this is Pinecast. They don't change the the content of the file, but they do rename the file. And so this would be something that we would note as we're going through, because for some people, they don't want the file touched at all. Some people would only care if it's like compressing the file or whatnot. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Also, there are those that, actually require you to pay more to get a higher quality uh, uh, mp3 file out there or AAC file podcast file out there so we'll be looking at i think budsprout is one but i'm not sure about that i know it exists out there so we'll be looking into that as we get to them uh the reliability now this used to be a huge thing back (laughs) in the day when like cdns weren't as big as they were backups weren't as big as they were or downtime was bigger than it is now uh, I still think this is something to consider. So we've thrown it in as a criteria, maybe a secondary criteria. And this is pass fail. I mean, if you're in business today as a podcast media host provider and you're going down all the time, I guarantee you everybody's going to leave and go somewhere else. So that's already a pass. I mean, the business is pass failed. I don't think we'll run into that. But is the media host provider reliable? Is your file available to play and download whenever anybody wants that's something to look into. If you, if you happen to be going with somebody that's like in a garage, like literally has a server in the garage, maybe, I don't <laughs> know, in Canada or something like that to keep everything warm and it goes down because, well, it gets a little bit too warm and they have to shut it down, then uh, maybe that's something to consider. Absolutely. But, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one that we'll take note of if we see it, but this probably won't come up often, is whether we see the ability to have multiple account access logins. For example, Teams plans. You know, a lot of times when you got a podcast with multiple people like this, you just share a login. But for some folks, that's inconvenient. And so we'll see if there's any options to have multiple logins managing the same podcast. Is that possible? I can think of one right now. You have to pay for it, but I can think of one right now. And it's actually a pretty affordable service. So um, we'll see what we come across. And if we see it, we'll, we'll do our best to mention it if we think it's relevant. Yeah, there's also different levels of access into the podcast that could be because the multiple account, different accounts. So again, we'll look into that. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing what's available. The next criteria is 
what file types are supported? Is it just MP3? Do you have WAV files that are supported? Are AAC files supported? Are MP4 files or video files or MOV files, video files, are they supported or not? Like if you truly wanted to have an actual video podcast versus putting your video file on Spotify for podcasts or YouTube, then that is something that needs to be supported by your media host. You also have to look at upload data and download data for that. But is the file supported? So this is something that we're going to be looking at. Is it just MP3 files or are there other types of files that are supported? And on the note of MP4 and videos, we'll take a look to see if they allow video. And if so, is there interchangeable video and audio? And what we mean by that is if you are someone who only wants to do an audio podcast, but you want to leverage the video platform, can you just upload an MP3 and it will make that video? Or on the flip side, maybe you do video and you're like, I don't want to create a separate MP3. I want to upload the video, which is the higher quality, and I want it to make the MP3. Can you do that? So those are a couple of video aspects that we'll keep an eye out for on that. And those will only be of relevance to some people, but it would be interesting to see how the video stacks up in the year 2024. The next criteria we're going to be looking at is episode tags or ID3 tags for your podcast media host. Do they generate it for you or not? It's yes or no. Now, does this really matter? For us, it doesn't because we generate our own episode tags. Both Stephen and I do. Is it needed in this day and age? Eh, that's very, very debatable. And I would be okay with going agreeing with somebody that says no. Why do I like it? Because I like my own files to be organized on my own hard drive. <laughs> so I like them to have like episode numbers in them and stuff like that. So I do take the raw file. I do use tag and rename and I do put ID3 tags or episode tags in there. So yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm still struggling for that use case in this day and age yeah. with less and less people actually downloading it to a device, whether that matters for the user or not. The second to last one we're going to mention right now is dynamic audio insertion. Now, we're not necessarily just looking from the ad perspective. We are looking at if you're a hobby podcaster and there's something you might want to change in the future, can you easily do that? The last audio criteria or media host criteria we're going to be looking at is whether they have paid subscriptions or memberships. This goes along with the monetization that we talked about way up above, but yes or no. And then if yes, what does that exactly look at? Look like, uh, does this matter? I will say it depends. I know there's people out there that would like to provide their community with some way to give back. I know there's some people out there that just use Patreon because that's like the where the bulk of people go. I know there's people out there that use YouTube memberships and because that is where the bulk of their audience is and that's available there. So really this is us looking at what's the realm of the plausible. Does it matter for us? No, it doesn't because we're not going to use it, but it might matter to somebody in our audience. So we'll at least be mentioning it as we go along. Uh, so now that we put everybody to sleep talking about all of these, Stephen, uh, what's coming up next week in this segment? Yeah, we're going to start off kicking off looking at Podbean. And so we would love to know what of these things we've mentioned are you most excited about? Because again, we're not going to do that every week. We're not going to run down the list. It's just a boring way to do things after maybe the second episode. Everybody would hate that. But 
is there something you really want us to pay attention to? Because if enough people say that they do, maybe that will be a thing that we mentioned every single time. So let us know. What are you interested in? Email us podcast at betterpodcasting.com. You can find us on Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Find all of our contact information over at betterpodcasting.com or just go ahead and subscribe SP to your special podcast where you tell him about that through a podcast media host that you want him to explore. Yep. I'm looking forward to the pod. <laughs> looking forward to the pod bean discussion. I'm looking forward to the discussion on several others as we go along. Inherently, I think we'll be comparing all of them to Libsyn and what's available to us in Libsyn, mm-hmm. even though we've agreed. And for those of though for those of you that don't know, on Better Podcasting Live Chat, episode 70, we go into a detail of why we want to leave Libsyn. And uh, we asked media host providers, uh, what do you have for hobby podcasts? And we heard nothing from the entire industry. So that's why we're doing this, because we want to do it ourselves. We want to move ourselves. And we need to know what the criteria is based on what's available right now. So that's what we're doing. So, Stephen, I think our audience is trying to tell us something. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. Yeah, that one stays. Uh, We are here to start off about Twitch in a podcast app. Yes, that's right. Damien, the DM, told us that he had received an update to his podcast app. I'm sorry, Damien. I always forget which app it is you use. And I always ask you and you always tell me and I always say I'm going to try that. And I always forget to try it. But Damien had an update to his podcast app and in the change log for it, 2024.2, which was on January 22nd, 2024, it said new. You can now subscribe to a Twitch channel by pasting its URL into the app. And you know what? I am remembering it is podcast addict off the top of my head without any prompting in our live chat at all. Yeah, it's not like Damien the DM actually put in a chat that said it's podcast attic in there. I was going to tell you it's podcast attic anyway. Yeah, so I'm wait- I'm wondering on the Twitch channel, uh, it's Damien, if you've had a chance to look into this, please let us know if it actually shows the video, if it's vertical video or horizontal vertical, or if it just plays an audio version of that video. I'd be very curious as to what you've experienced over there. I'm definitely interested in this from the perspective of, because like when you stream on Twitch, obviously there's the live stream, but then you've also got those automatic, and you configure this, but the automatic uh, stored videos on there. So it could be a really interesting way to to get some of these live stream, quote unquote, podcasts, the podcasts that are entirely video and that don't have an RSS feed. Uh, they could It could very well be for a way for people to subscribe to one of these Twitch exclusive podcast. One of the concerns I would have with this is the same concern I had back in the day and they've changed, but Spreaker can only store so much. And I Mm. believe Twitch, it's either two or four weeks. I can't remember what it is. And then the video goes away. So you're not going to be able to download that uh, audio file or video all the time. It'll just be available when it's available unless Twitch has changed. And if it has, I would like to know for sure. We also had Suncast in our Discord. He asked a question saying if asking if anybody had any recommendation for a free teleprompter software for iOS. So we didn't have any answer. But if you have an answer, please come to our Discord and let him know or send us a message elsewhere and we'll pass that along. That is an interesting thing. 
Uh, I don't know I ever mentioned it. A few years back, I ended up buying on sale um, uh, a teleprompter thing that um, was meant for you put your phone in and then you, it works with your webcam and everything. And I never used it. It's still in the box. It's, uh, I think, in my, my closet there because I, I didn't want to risk smashing into it and breaking it. I had, I had planned to do that for when we were doing videos and stuff. And then I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it would work with my workflow. I know there's some people out there that want to have a, a more, uh, I don't know, newsy sort of mm. um, talk show look at it where you want to make it look like you're not actually reading off of a monitor or something like that. So I know there's people out there that are like that. And I'm not going to say you're wrong. It's it's a way to do it. And it's not how I choose to do it. But I know that is why a lot of people like teleprompters. I'm just not obsessing about it myself. Yeah. Johnny also sent us a message about World Radio Day, didn't he, SP? He did. He said, February 13th is World Radio Day. On a few of the earlier World Radio Days, Hindenburg had discounts on their software and upgrades to their software on that day previously. What I recall is that they did not last year. I'm considering upgrading to their new Hindenburg Pro version if they had a decent upgrade or price this year. Anyhow, you may want to watch Hindenburg this year to let your audience know if they have a special this World Radio Day. And, you know, back in the day, they had one kicking special. They had no idea that people were going to take advantage of it. I want to say it was Hindenburg Journalist, which is the lesser of their uh, capabilities. And this is like seven, eight years ago. I don't remember how long ago this was. They had Hindenburg journalists available for 20 bucks, which was a huge deal. They mm -hmm. had so many people take advantage of it that they admitted that they made a mistake because they didn't have that clientele to invest in their software as they went forward. Now they've changed their software. They've upgraded it. You have to buy in new now, if you had one of those old licenses and they have never had a deal that good, but I have heard of deals as good of 40, I want to say 50, maybe 60%, which is a cool deal if you are into checking out Hindenburg. And from what I've seen with Hindenburg, it depends on your show flow or how your workflow is as well on whether it's good or not. But yes, this is a good shout out, Johnny. I had completely forgot about World Radio Day and usually Hindenburg does have some sort of a deal that day. Damien in our chat does confirm they did not last year. So we will continue the Better Podback segment as people chime in feedback and whatnot. Uh, we'll continue doing it in the same way that we always have, which is curating a bunch of interesting comments that come our way. And if you have anything, please let us know. You can always watch us when we do live stream, which is usually on Wednesdays at 4.15 p.m. Pacific time, 7.15 p.m. Eastern. However, keep an eye on our social media because next week it might be Tuesday. We will get that locked down and let you know one way or the other pretty soon. But usually it will continue to be on Wednesdays at 4.15 p.m. Pacific, 7.15 p.m. Eastern. And follow us on all of our different socials. We are scattered like social media currently is. And I'll admit, I am not as active on the social media. I know there's a lot of podcasters out there that kind of have gotten dissuaded by their activity on social media and they just didn't see the return on investment sort of thing. And for me, it's simply there's too many mm. and I need to niche down and I don't have a lot of time to begin with. So if I could choose one or two to go with, then I should go with that. And uh, spoiler Threads is looking like it's the head of the pack right now. And I did <laughs> not think I'd say that six months ago. Yeah, it, I... I think this is an interesting point to bring up actually at the end of our show because i have actually i thought threads 
was the most comfortable for me to use out of the like that and blue sky and whatever other ones i thought that it was it was the most easy way for me to find other people and and i like to do that i like to find other people on social media However, the, con <laughs> the conversation just felt like it was in a can, like it, it just was not good. And like I found uh, Mastodon felt like I could really curate conversation that I, I, I wanted to see. But threads, I went back to it a few weeks ago and I'm just like, wow, this is feels normal. Like I'm not hunting out conversation. This is conversation I, I, I'm interested in. And I kind of feel like and. I don't know. It just feels alive now, which which is uh, surprised me to to a degree after the big plummet of big boom, big drop off. Well, I'll tell you about ten days ago, as we record this episode in uh, February seventh, twenty twenty four. Ten about ten days ago is when Swifty Nation moved over from mm. the X to Thread. So that's probably where you're like, oh, that's where my Swifty conversations have right. gone. They're all on Threads now, so I want to be over here. But I will agree with you; it's been a little bit more organic, and maybe that's. And I hate to say that, but the algorithm is getting yeah. to know me a little bit better and, and able to say, hey, look, these are the conversations you're interested in. And I have no qualms of saying that I this is not important. I, I, I don't want to like this or I'll like posts specifically because I want to see more of them. And I've seen posts say, hey, dear algorithm, here are the things I'm interested in. And they list it. I don't know if that works or not, but I don't know. You might want to try it if you're not seeing the right things over there on the threads that said i still have mastodon i still have blue sky i still have the axe i still have threads i still have instagram it's a lot yeah i agree well that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for a long debut 2024 episode of the new better podcasting format uh thanks for checking it out thanks for staying to the end if you're hearing this and let us know what you would like to see change what you uh, what you liked and we will be massaging it as we go so for episode number 284 of Better Podcasting, I'm Steven saying thanks, everybody. I'm glad to be back on here, even though SP tried to kick me off. And I'm SP saying I hope you enjoyed your supersized Better Podcasting episode return. We'll see everybody next week as we talk Podbean. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.